0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI.
2: And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Welcome into the WEI producer show. Woo! It is a beautiful, cloudy, gloomy Saturday morning here. I am Chris Scheim, joined as always by John Anderson and Ryan Garvin. Garvin back this week. Good What's morning, up? gentlemen. How are we uh, today?
3: Cloudy and gloomy isn't beautiful. It's a beautiful, cloudy beautiful and gloomy. Beautiful, cloudy, gloomy. That's one of those oxymorons, right? You can add that. To I'm stuff. a pop
2: punk angsty guy, so I like gloomy. This is this fits my my aesthetic.
4: We had some hardcore Take a shot w- at me. World Cup talk. <laughs> speak speak ill of me like that to my I, face.
2: I I literally in the same camp as
3: you. We listened know, to like know, half know, the I same know, music. I know you're a big Kanye guy though, right? Especially recently. Mm, no,
4: no, John, how dare you? <laughs> God, were you guys flaunting your big Merry Christmas Spotify top fives? Oh my Spotify rap sure yes. was.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: definitely.
4: Yeah, I did those, but the thing about
3: it is like I know no one cares. Oh yeah, nobody it's, cares. It's like absolutely. I saw a great TikTok about it where this kid was like his buddy gets into a car and it's like what everyone wants their friends to react to their uh how everyone wants their friends to react to their Spotify rap and the guy gets in and he's like, "Ooh man, like real <laughs> renaissance man, huh? You had a rap artist You're in your really top 5. Woo! Good job. <laughs> you listen to
4: a lot of Drake this year? Oh my goodness.
3: I'm into him too. <laughs> he's so underground. Did you who is your top Artist John, uh, it was was it Taylor? No, it no. was not. I, Taylor, he, I know
4: it was not Taylor. Sir. It
3: was Taylor last year. Okay. Um, I think a lot of just like when the album dropped this year, kind Fair. of kind of sucked it uh, out of it. I was Coin, believe it or not.
4: Ooh, okay. I got invited
3: to a Coin concert last January, it was in September. So I, I just put in the work. I'm like, oh, I, I want to know everything. I want to know every song that they could possibly play. I like them, but I, I, that just like completely warped my top five. It's mm, like the people. It's like the people whose uh, number one artist was like. Uh, Ambient sounds to put on while for dog the dog. Is
2: away. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Uh, uh.
3: Or like box fan sound well, so effect.
2: My issue too was is I play the same song as we exit Gre- the Greg Hill show every day, so that was my number one song of the year. Oh really? Oh. it's also a song I like to listen to in my. So you personal gotta song. you gotta you
3: gotta put that into our into our computer system here, so it doesn't mess with your Spotify algorithm. Yeah, apparently. the old Roland, as we call it.
2: Ryan, did you have a Spotify rap? I don't have
3: a Spotify. Oh, okay. No, I, if I want to listen... See, now Ryan's the real renaissance man. I, I yeah. guess
4: I am. I guess you know, I'm old school with the YouTube-generated you know, generated playlists where Ooh, I listen to a YouTube couple of you YouTube rap. And then they're just like, here you go. Here's all the stuff that we think you might like. No, I listen to artists in sort of like groups of three where mm-hmm. I'll, I'll spend a lot of time with like two or three different bands over a couple months, and I'm out of that phase, and then I get into Good something else. Through. So I think like right now it's... Like coheating Cambria, AFI. Oh, there you go. And uh, oh, there's new White Lung out. I'm very excited about the new White Lung. Me too. Uh, album that's coming out in December. Really into the new White Lung, huh? Absolutely. What's Coin? Uh, see, <laughs> you you said something interesting. We'll we'll, we'll crap on the Patriots uh, for the rest well. We of the got show. we got a whole hour. Here, it's right? it's very easy. But John said that he, he it was a band that he didn't know. He was going to a concert, and so kind of knew him. Instead, but it's interesting that instead of going to a show with a band that you're not aware of, you go and you cram. Like no, like well, test. midterms. Yeah. Well, that's you listen like to all their
3: music before you go. I, I wouldn't say that that's cramming because it was. I had eight months to do it, so it's not a, not exactly. the so same you got, thing. Into if them. got if I got if I if I got invited like a week before, I'd be like, all right, I'll listen to like a few of the hits, know a few songs, and then I'll li- I'll see them, like them a lot, and then get into the. back you don't want, you don't want to know before. before. No, no, no. I wanted to know every word to every song I was hearing. That's fair. I, get I had that. to impress the group I was with too. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I uh, My my number one was State Champs.
3: They came out with a new they album were this year. They my number two.
2: Yeah, they came out with a new album this year, and I played that album front to back yeah. many, many times.
3: They are my number two, and I think three of their songs were in the top five.
2: They also have my favorite pop punk acoustic album of all time. Um, the
3: Finer Things Acoustic. Thank you, John. There you
2: go. Uh, so I uh, I listened to Ryan, both of those thoughts. a
3: lot. <sighs> you, know you know they're playing across the street on Friday, right? Acoustic? Are they really? Yeah, you coming? Oh, man, I might have to go.
4: I'm going. I didn't realize. Talk to Greg. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure Over oh, at the Roadrunner?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Friday night. Little right. station outing,
4: Ryan. Ryan, you, you want to come? You guys have lost me. No, State I'm not, Champ's a lot I'm of I'm not even going to my own show's Christmas dinner. You think I'm going to go to some pop-pump uh, acoustic show? It's not a no, Christmas it's not acoustic.
3: dinner. No, acoustic's the album he likes. Yeah, this yeah. is just, This different is, different is album. sleeves old, are old off. Album. Sleeves are off. Electric guitars are out. That's what this is.
2: Half empty comes on and I'll lose my mind. I'm just saying. I
3: don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I don't know what any of this uh, means.
2: All right, then let's move on to something you, you do. Then you understand. too, could
3: be the offensive coordinator the of the New Cop. England Patriots. <laughs>
2: uh, no, not the World not Cup. The World I will Cup mention. The I don't World know Cup. what any of that means either. Fin- in the final, in the final two minutes of the program, we will mention the World Cup, but I will, I will keep it to that. Unfortunately, Matt Patricia
3: looking at play sheet. I don't know what any of this means.
2: <laughs> it's like that caption. This that Robert Griffin the Third sent out. It's like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. Matt Patricia's
3: right, like,
4: who's coin? I, I guess we can run that on
3: third and what, eighteen. What's the, what's the? I think you should leave. Uh, I don't know what any of this is, and I'm
4: scared. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, God, what an awful season this has been. It's just,
2: if you haven't noticed or or if you've been under a rock for a few days, the New England Patriots lost the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night, 24 to 10. Big Uh, upset, huh? That score, far closer than it felt. Like, it felt like an absolute chasm, uh, that was between the Bills and the Patriots. The Bills kind of could have done whatever they wanted. Stefon Diggs was eating everyone's lunch in the secondary. James Cook looked like a top ten running back in football at times. The way he was moving—that's
3: uh, the positive from the game, at least that I can start playing James Cook in fantasy. Yeah, right. Stash
4: it's, that guy. I was I was told to draft him in the eighth round.
2: You, Josh Allen only had to throw the ball thirty-three times. You for are right, though. It yards. was, it was seventeen
4: like, to seven, and and my interest in the game started to wane because I'm like, there's no way they're gonna come back
2: without a defensive respect. Team's touchdown. I felt like it was impossible. But ultimately, there were so many things wrong with that game and the way the Patriots played the game. I want to know what each of your uh, number one reason for the loss was. What was the ultimate reason? Was it the offense? Was it uh, the secondary? Was it the play calling? Was it one particular person? Where do you land on uh, who gets the most blame for this Patriots loss?
3: So I go back to one thing always when discussing the sport of National Football League football. Mm -hmm. And it is always, always, always everything comes down to because this If this thing goes wrong, it ripples through the entire team, defense included. Offensive line, offensive line, Ah, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. line. Everything in the NFL is offensive line. If the Patriots had a good offensive line, the play calling sucking might not matter. Because it might work just because at least Mac Jones is getting time and at least he's decent enough to hit a guy down the field. Well, you kind of saw that in the Minnesota game. Exactly. The one game you actually get that, you see that, oh... Like okay, so up until the last two drives, when the offensive line decided to stop blocking, uh, but that whole game, the offensive line plays well. Wow, the quarterback plays well. Wow, the offensive goes. Wow, the defense isn't on the field as much as the defense uh, would be uh, a week later, which would be uh, the other night against uh, what were they? Forty minutes of of time on the field against the Bills.
4: Just uh, yeah, it was something
3: (laughs) like that. Which that's insane. I almost think it's borderline miraculous that they only let up twenty four points given. That they were on the field for two thirds of the game. Yeah, the Bills had the ball I, for and, and 38 I, minutes. There's a lot of bad things to say about the Patriots' defense. I almost think it's a win that they only let up 24 points to the Bills. I really do. I almost. I
2: yeah, but
4: the Bills could have
2: put pushed down the
4: gas faster. Listen, if they no, 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 no. Right? I'm, I'm with John because when I walked in, but I, they
3: didn't. I, like they, that wasn't for whatever reason that wasn't part of their game plan to just put up 40 on the Patriots' defense. No,
4: when I walked in, I said I'm so tired of crapping on the Patriots. It's just, it, but it would be disingenuous if we were to say anything else. About about this team, I like that attitude, John. I like it. I don't want to hear it, John. Oh, it's they, Christmas they could have given season. up so it's much. Christmas more. season. No, I think, barring the circumstances under which this team is playing, it is almost miraculous that they yeah. did
3: not give up more if they than 24 had, if points. If the Patriots had blocking, like if they it. just had blocking, do you think that they could have put up more than twenty four points? In absolutely, this game? no, no.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you mean? We saw it in, in the Minnesota game. Yeah, but this defense is way better than Minnesota. Minnesota has like the thirty-second ranked pass defense. This is this this defense has Jordan Poyer running around making miraculous catches that, unfortunately for him, end up being not catches. But it, it, like this defense is far better. When you look top to bottom between Poyer and Edmonds and Rousseau and, and it, just all of the talent that they have on defense, far far exceeds what you faced in Minnesota. Like Mac Jones was never going to throw for three hundred and fifty yards against the Buffalo Bills. It's unrealistic, and unfortunately for you, the one thing that worked for you last year at all was running the football with Damian Harris, who's injured. And I love Ramondre; I think he's tremendous. But over the last six weeks, the Patriots have had the worst rushing attack in football. It's like it, it was,
3: offensive line, offensive line. It, it,
2: it, that is a major part of it. I don't. And disagree. I, I know.
3: I know. Maybe next segment we'll get into uh, you know where Belichick's gone wrong all year, but. Is it fair to say that like no no one thought the O line would be this bad coming into the season? No, maybe, maybe we thought it wasn't going to be the best in the league, but you could at least look at all five positions and even a couple of the backups and say like, okay, on paper they have five starting linemen who have been good in the past, and they have a couple serviceable backups that if someone goes down, I wouldn't
4: be scared if they had to fill in with one of those well, guys. Because the only game. real change was think- Shaq
2: Mason for Cole Strange. Right, and right. you're
4: assuming Cole Strange first round draft pick. He's going to be able to get up and go right away. And he's right shun- and then, you
3: know, and then people weren't anticipating Trent Brown not caring about football this year. People weren't yep. anticipating Isaiah Wynn not caring about football uh, this year. Mike Onwenu taking a huge step. Well, he, he I know he he didn't he was in and out of the lineup last year. John, too. do you
2: know what you and Mike Onwenu have in common?
4: We were both
3: sixth round draft picks.
2: Uh, no, you both didn't have a holding call in that Bills game.
4: Oh, really? Wow. You're wow. the only one, Yeah, every other offensive lineman had some. Terrible that one's from Mutt. Thank you. Penalty. Um, I would say because uh, yeah, the offensive line—it's it's been something we would harp on—and I would say that going into this season, I thought it was going to be a strength of this team. I thought Trent Brown was one of the big uh, acquisitions. Yeah, of I think, the I think off-season. I, I want
3: to say that—that's one thing that everyone was kind of in agreement on in the preseason. Was like, oh, the offensive line will probably yeah, be good. Good body of work. And dare I say, if they're, like they're six and six right now. I think if the offensive line was just good, they probably maybe not the Bills game per se but I think they have two more wins this year if the offensive line is at least good it's because it ripples to everything. It ripples to absolutely everything. Like Matt Patricia being a bad play caller and them ha- uh, not being able to scheme plays correctly and having bad play calling can be covered up if you just have blocking.
4: And that, that's why I kind of pushed back, Shime a little bit on the idea that, yeah, I, I agree. The Buffalo Bills have a very good defense. I mean, there, there are household names across all positions on the Buffalo Bills defense, but I think if they give Mac Jones a little bit of time to process, then he absolutely can go out there and make the right reads and hopefully get his guys open, throw his guys open, find Devontae Parker, find Jacoby Myers, and instead, if he knows he has to run for his life, which is not really a strength of his, but it's kind of turned into a facet of his game, then I absolutely like his chances trying to score at least 24 to 27 points a game. But we haven't seen that consistently. So offensive line being what it is, Chad Graff, I think it was Chad Graff, had had really the tweet of the game uh Thursday night saying the Patriots are down seventeen points and they're gonna try and come back four yards at a time. And really it it just <laughs> I shake my head when I look at the situational awareness of this team. And, and how it led to Mac Jones. Some would say an uncharacteristic blow-up on the sideline. I 100% believe this is who Mac Jones is, and this is the guy that we never really get to see. Saying, throw the effing ball. Our quick game effing sucks. What are we doing? If yeah, it's insta- the quick game is the only thing that works. Like, he...
2: It, 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 Did it is, work?
4: I don't think anything this that he tried to It's the to only do thing work. that
2: has worked, period. Like, so I, this is, I think this is what bugs me the most, um, is because Mac Jones... Was bitching on the sideline about not throwing the ball down the field, but when they have tried to f- throw the ball down the field this season, he has a turned the ball over a lot, or b taken a million sacks uh, because he doesn't know how to throw the ball away. And so it is, is' part. He's taking sacks because he can't throw the ball. He's taking sacks because of offensive line can't pass. In, in part, in part, you're right. I agree. But as John knows, sacks are not always just. An offensive line uh, determining factor. They're, like, a they're sometimes a they, determining uh, factor. No, but look, look, well, at, look at the sack. Look at the intentional grounding penalty he got in that game on the one yard line, which was pure luck, by the way. So you watch that. You watch the play call, the tackles cut block both of them, which means it's a three step drop. Ball has to be out. The ball is not out. It has to be thrown away at the very least. Instead, he sits there waiting for, hoping for somebody to get open. They're not
4: getting open, by the way. You make it and sound like it was an eternity he was waiting. Trent Brown cut block, that's I can't, the point of and a three I can't step understand understand Why and they're coaching that? Cole Strange got bopped for a holding call. They can't scheme it right. They can't execute that. Three-step drop, he didn't even have time to
2: step throw back it. three times. Yes, he did. He sat there at the goal line, and then he saw the guy coming and spikes it into the
4: ground. All right, He's lucky he wasn't
2: in the end zone, and let, it wasn't let, a safety. Let's
4: condense this into one main idea. Matt Jones blow up on the sideline. You don't think he has any ground to talk the way he's talking. No,
2: I think bad. Matt Patricia's game plan and play calling stinks. I agree to that to that effect. But if you're bitching about it, you want to throw the ball downfield, that's the wrong thing to be bitching about. You want to bitch, go, bitch at the qu- go yell at the coach. Go get... Get mad at your coach. Don't get mad about being in the short game because you want to know something. The only the thing that works the best for this team right now, swing pass to Ramondre Stevenson and let him do the work. That is what what has worked the most the entire season, which is remarkable because that's not very impressive. Like, Ramondre's great, but he can only do so much. And that is the only thing that seems to have worked. That and in routes to Jacoby Myers. Those are the two plays, in my opinion, that have had any kind of success for the New England Patriots, which are considered quick game. And he wants to attack down the field. When he was doing that at the beginning of the season, all he was doing was turning the ball over. Why do you want to attack down the field?
4: Just move. Because they're down to possession. Methodically. What makes more sense? Dinking and dunking for four yards, five yards are actually trying to rip off some chunk plays. Putting your guys in the position to win a game for you. You What they were doing was not working.
2: You need to score. Methodically move the ball down the field. That's what you have to do because right now you had no other options. You want to attack down the field and just turn the ball over. The game's going to look worse. The game is going to so be worse. So you lose
4: what thirty-one to seven instead of twenty-four to ten. No,
2: I'm saying don't worry about being so aggressive. Just move the ball. At that point, Dave, there's the nothing to
4: lose. You're it, already it's the down.
2: Enti- it's the entirety of the game. I understand if you're talking about the final that final drive in the final five minutes or whatever. Sure, at that point you kind of have to, but that leading up to that point the entire game just move the chains. Don't worry about attacking down the field. Don't bitch about not being able to throw the ball long. You don't need to. That's This is not the Alabama offense from college. You don't, do not have Devontae Smith, who's going to be wide open because he's a master tactician off the line of scrimmage. You're not facing Notre Dame, who looks like a bunch of high school kids. You're facing the Buffalo effing Bills, who've had the number one ranked defense the last two seasons. Like, just take what they give you and move down the field. And that's and, and and so that's that's what pissed me off about the uh, the Mac Jones. No, reaction. you zappy
4: people are mentally. Ill. I don't want zappy. Terrible. They both stink. I just I can't believe what I'm hearing. I love the text line. Shut the f up, Shime.
3: Then next test text Shime is right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the text you can't please line. everybody. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Our mom and dad done
0: fighting.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I see you lined up on the on the phones here. We're gonna get to you as soon as we come back from the break. But John Anderson's got to get you caught up with trending
1: merloni fourier and mego weekdays two to six now here's what's
3: trending on weei Just as all the social media accounts, TD Garden specifically, were parroting the uh, home record of the Bruins and the Celtics. The Celtics suffered their fifth loss of the season last night to the Miami Heat, 121-16 in overtime. Jalen Brown scored a game-high 37 points and 14 rebounds, including a miraculous three with 2.3 seconds left. It was stupid
4: that he hit that. Miami
3: had four players score over 20 points, including Jimmy Butler with a couple clutch shots, finishing with 25 points and 15 rebounds. Celtics begin a six-game road trip starting tomorrow in Brooklyn against the Nets tip-off at 6. Bruins welcome in the Colorado Avalanche to the Garden. They try to make it 14 straight in a row at home to start the season. Puck drop at 7. Ready for this, guys? Red Sox. Signed, right-handed reliever Chris Martin. Two years, 17 and, and a half million. Right? There we go. The Man, Cold. He's called, called him the Coldplay. I meant to just say Coldplay. What are you, a 50 year old mom? Yep. The Coldplay. Yeah,
2: number one on my Spotify rap.
3: Was you get that on your ambient iPod music for my dog. Shuffle. Uh, that, see, that's exciting news for me because now anytime we talk about him, I, You're have, gonna an play excuse, Coldplay, I yeah. have an excuse to play a rejoin. Although I can no longer play Homecoming, the uh, Kanye West song mm, featuring tough. Chris Martin. Yeah. Which is, it's just a nice. I think that was uh that's his walkout song, isn't it? I think that might have been. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Two-time Cy Young winner Jacob deGrom is heading to the Texas Rangers on a five-year, $185 million deal. World Cup in Qatar, USA, takes on the Netherlands in the round of 16. Christian Pulisic officially cleared to play kickoff at 10 a.m. And uh, Fourier, Fourier's son, getting a, get, looks like he's getting a new head coach, right?
4: Uh, I don't know anything about
3: it. Sources say Dion Branch is, oh, uh, Dion Branch. <laughs> Dion Sanders is preparing to become the new head coach at Colorado. And MIAA High School Football Championships can be heard on 93.7 HD2 with WEI's own Andy Gresh on the call. You can also stream all five games on the Odyssey app. Just search MIAA Football Championship.
2: This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. Chris Schein, John Anderson, Ryan Garvin with you this morning, this wonderful gloomy morning. Uh, the Patriots lost to the Bills on Thursday night, 24 to 10. We've been talking about it uh, basically the entire first segment outside of our little Spotify wrapped tangent. Uh, let's go right to the phones here. Uh, we've got some people lined up. Let's go to Ed in Wellesley. Ed. Uh, Joe, you want click, to click, pot him up, click, please? Oh, Thank you. you. Hey, guys.
1: Good morning.
2: morning, good morning Ed. Ed.
1: Thanks for taking the call. Hey, a couple things. Um, I thought for sure they were going to lean on Ramondre Stevenson um, as the key to that game, and they really didn't, um, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, And I think it – I mean, it made somewhat of a difference, but I think the Bills were far, far too much for that team. Um, Can I share a couple other thoughts with you guys just on the go-forward plan with Belichick? Yeah, what do you got, Ed? So – the guys were talking yesterday um, in the morning show about, I think Chris said to uh, Greg, you know, what do you think is, you know, the future for Belichick? And I think, and, and, and Greg said, look, I think they're in a pickle here because, you know, uh, they're not going to let him go. Another team will pick him up for sure, and then you look really bad, right? So I don't think the path to success here is Mac Jones, right? Long-term, you know, Super Bowl, with all these other quarterbacks out there. So I think as long as Belichick wants to stay around, you're going to have to find I think one of those mobile court, mobile quarterback, quarterbacks, you know maybe like Lamar Jackson, and I don't I, they'll probably put the franchise uh, tag on him um, in Baltimore. But I think I think the long term answer, as long as Belichick's around, is going to be some type of mobile quarterback. And then final comment I just want to make is I was a little surprised in the press conference that Belichick said. He thought they were competitive. The Patriots were competitive on defense. I mean, they couldn't get off the field. So, ironically, I, at some level, I think it's time for them to move on from Bill. But unfortunately, I don't see how they
3: could do it.
4: All right, Ed, thanks uh, for the call. It's more thanks, of Ed. Bill gaslighting everybody. Not the defense was fine. We I that we had Yeah, game. of course. He's just, just
3: going to talk the way he talks about it. As far as Ramondre goes, I, I think they had the intention of doing uh, what Ed said. The problem is, you come out, you have uh, you have Mac, him and Mac mess up the handoff. I don't know whose fault it was, but the ball ends up on the ground, and then. They I don't know if it was a screen pass or it was a run uh, on the next drive. Ramondre fumbled and yep. I, I, like Kevin Harris even got a couple snaps and after I'm, that. And then the game was just out of hand at that point.
2: Well, and I mean even still, Ramondre still ran the ball ten times and had eight targets in the pass game. It's not like they didn't use him at all. Like they wanted to, but it's also hard to run the football when you're down they, two possessions. Yeah, they, they
3: went down two possessions way too fast. And I, I I think the I think the the idea was come out and actually maybe score on your first drive and don't uh, mess up a handoff. How on crazy third and one. is that? It's but, your <laughs> what,
4: third play. Don't I, I look? Never really played organized sports. Don't they script this stuff out in most football games? Like your first 15 plays, you yep, know exactly what you're going yeah. to do, and you get to play three, and you're going, Line, hello, what do I do here? I mean, mobile quarterback, not Mac Jones, whatever. I don't think that anybody could come in right now, regardless of skill set and and thrive in how this system is built. And by the way, as far as Ramondre Stevenson goes, he played 53 snaps. Out of fifty four, right? Fifty four. Yeah, sounds. Kevin Harris got one carry and then came, ran into the for offensive line three and they got us. Yeah, that, I think that's, what
3: the, uh, that's what set up the that's what set up the the grounding on the next he, play. He's a,
4: you know Remondre is an amazing player in the sense that you think the play is over, I'll look away for a second or two and I look back and he's still plowing through, and I just think he's getting to the point where his pitch count is going to become too high that's they,
2: why damien harris is so important to this team because it's a it, it allowed exactly. you to take give the ball to the hammer striking the anvil who just runs downhill uh and then Ramondre can come in the game and then you don't know okay is it going to be run or pass like you know damien harris is coming in for a run but then Ma- Ramondre comes in you don't know if it's going to be run or pass now they're just basically able to, to kind of scheme it up defensively based on down and distance
4: split backfield Ramondre stevenson and as
2: Marcus far as the mobile
3: Jones. qb thing goes too. Like yeah, that would be ideal. Well, I don't want them I, I don't want them paying, you know, if you know if the Ravens were to let Lamar just walk, I I'd rather not just drop 40 million on a, a guy that might have some mileage on him at this point. But if you were to if, if you were to come across that in the draft, I wouldn't mind them doing that. Well, yeah. But the thing is they've had the chance to do that, and I just they don't I just to. don't think they will. Yeah. Because for whatever reason they think that I don't know, I guess wh- who whatever those whoever those prospects are, don't check the boxes as far as you know. Belichick's like precision and decision. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: take Malik Willis in this year's draft. You could have taken him over Bailey Zappi, but you chose not to, right? Like it's you know, Belichick is Lamar Jackson back in his draft. You've had opportunities to draft guys like this, and Belichick chooses not to. Whenever he takes a backup quarterback, it's some stiff from the Midwest.
3: It would be generally. nice if they. It would be nice if they see a prospect who does check the boxes and also. Is because I don't think I don't think I mean mobility in the pocket is one thing, but I don't think the ability to run is necessarily even on their board, which it should be it, because it, it should you, be when but you're going by isn't.
2: EPA per play right now in football. Like having a quarterback that can scramble when necessary is very very valuable because even gaining one or two yards is so much more valuable than an incomplete pass or a sack.
4: Like every time out of a thousand, well, the Patriots thrive at gaining. One or two yards. True. I mean, was it 165 plays, John? That uh, Tom Curran charted. He came on with you guys and said, like, yeah, yeah. "Out of 165 of their their last plays, it's like zero, one or two, or no gain or a turnover." It's just one thing after the other. And before you get to the, the next call, Tom, speaking of Tommy Curran, I just I, I got to read this because this is such a sobering thought for Patriots fans. Tom Curran, who joins both Gresham Keefe and Maloney Fourier and Mego throughout the week, uh, posted this last night on NBCSports.com. Through 12 games, the Patriots have 21 offensive touchdowns. Swear to God, they are going to be worse than the Cam Newton led 2020 Patriots. Yikes. That sends absolute chills down my spine. When I think of some of the worst football that I've ever sat through in my young life, it was in 2020 watching Cam Newton and Nikhil Harry and James White and a pretty good offensive line. But on paper, this team, this team would smoke that team on paper. But with how things are being executed right now, there's no way you could go, oh, yeah, that, that 2020 team would wash him out. No. He goes on to write, that team with a quarterback who couldn't throw anymore had 27 touchdowns at this point and finished the season with 32 in 16 games. Mark it down. This year's offense in 17 games won't find the end zone as much as that one did in 16. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, the way they're going
2: right now, yeah. You're, yep. you you're drawing That a offense bunch had of, an O-line. You're also drawing a bunch of really tough teams down the stretch. You're not getting Minnesota five times.
4: That team also had an offensive
2: coordinator. Correct. Let's go, let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. Mike, what's up?
4: Radical thought. Hi, oh, Mike. <laughs>
3: hey, Shime, how's it going? Love go ahead, the show, up? guys. I'm here, too. Um, I've just got to,
1: I mean, I know that you've been kind of on that case since we got him, and I understand why. And I'm not here to tell you that I believe in Mac Jones, because I really don't. However, to criticize him and his player or for the blow up on the sideline is, is kind of fraudulent, considering the fact that that is higher offense, to the House of Cards, and it has been since day one. We all knew it was coming. We knew that Matt Patricia's a boob. We knew we had no chance of really getting off the ground. if It didn't look good after week one, which it didn't. And, and the guys literally probably can't even sleep that night because he's got the visions of people pounding his face in the dirt. And uh, the intentional grounding from last game, in my opinion, probably the best defensive play of the
2: game. That's all. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with a lot of what he says Matt Patricia is in fact a boob you agree you two
3: agree on that yep we have a, we have a drop
2: of that saved somewhere uh and so like I, I absolutely agree with that I, I think the play calling is stunk like the offensive line is just atrocious but I also think that Mac Jones has made some mistakes too like he, he, that's my issue is it's I feel like everyone is trying to now redirect the blame from Mac Jones elsewhere and uh, even though other places do deserve more blame he also deserves some blame he was one of seven throwing the ball ten plus yards down the field, and he's bitching about wanting to throw the ball down the field. Like it's it would be one thing to me if you were successful at it, and then we just weren't doing it. But you aren't successful at it, and when you tried to do it a lot early in the season, you turn the ball over left and right. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. So it, ultimately, it's just like I, I just don't think Mac Jones is blameless. Is basically what no, I'm saying. No, of
4: course not. No, I, I would of course he's not blameless. But I think to the degree. That, that some people are willing to say, like, oh, I don't have faith in him. Well, I I don't know how you can judge Matt Jones on this body of work based on everything that's been going on around him. I mean, isn't it kind of obvious why he's had the regressions that he's had? I, I don't want to discount him completely because I still don't know what he is. I think I have an idea. I think he's a smart quarterback that can – you know when he's on and given time to throw like any quarterback can look guys off with he's these guys, Andy Dalton can can well fine so be Andy Dalton he hasn't had the opportunity See, but even to but be even that it's Andy like Andy Dalton Tom Brady
3: sucks when he doesn't have an o line too No Obviously, I mean Tom Brady's I, a great quarterback and that's what I say when everything comes down to it because and uh, cuz Keith will try to pull this card on me a lot and it's completely bunk it, like oh well Joe Burrow went to a super bowl with a bad o line One quarterback in the history of the NFL has gone to a Super Bowl with a bad O-line. Every other year when there's a bad bad offensive line, that team maybe squeaks into the wild card round. You had the Raiders last year. Uh, They don't make the playoffs, and the offense sucks, no matter who the quarterback is. Maybe you have someone like Brady or Burrow who's so good that they're able to win you games and overcome it. it a little bit but like, even like that's even just a little like go back if you think of the years that the Patriots had uh, had subpar offensive line like I know 15 was mostly due to injuries down the stretch but that like that AFC championship game against the Broncos oh, at 15 they couldn't Brady, do anything. And it I was, mean
2: the perfect example of this is this year's Rams team they literally just won the Super yeah. Bowl. The only change they made was Allen Robinson at receiver instead of Odell Beckham because Odell Beckham's out injured and then the offensive line was changed because Andrew Whitworth retires and, and, and so they lost
3: a guard too. Yeah, yeah and, and so
2: and that offensive line was so bad that Matt Stafford ended up getting hurt, and now their se- season is literally over. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 I understand, don't get me wrong. I completely recognize the fact that the offensive line is horrible. Uh, I believe that the offensive line and Matt Patricia deserve the majority of the blame. I just also think that Mac Jones isn't isn't blameless.
3: When we go to every aspect of it, if we want to go to the receivers not being able to get open, if we want to go to the offensive line not blocking anybody, if we want to go to Mac Jones holding onto the ball too long or making bad decisions, if we want to go to Matt Patricia uh, not uh, having poor play calling and poor scheming or whatever, every single one of those aspects you can say like, okay, but part of why one of those four or five aspects is as bad as it is is also because the other four are also bad. It, it just work. It just works around that way, and if we other. want, like, we can do the, we can talk ourselves in circles all we want on it, and say like, well, this thing's more bad than that, and that's more bad. They are all bad, and they are all impacting one each other, one one another, and making the other aspects of it worse. They're all bringing each other down, and if any aspect of them were just better, because even like if the, if the receivers were better at getting open, or they had a stud receiver. Uh, some of the offensive line stuff wouldn't be as big of a deal as it is. If the like I was saying earlier, if the offensive line was better, then some of the scheme stuff wouldn't have matter. If you had a better quarterback back there, like a Joe Burrow uh, behind the Bengals, not that we can just go get Joe Burrow, and, no. or any team can just go find a Joe Burrow, then the offensive line being bad won't matter as much. It, it's all it's everything working together in unison. It's a it's a system. That's why eleven men on the field doing it's their an job.
0: ecosystem.
4: Yeah. Well, David Andrews said it like j- just to have a good play not even a great play you need all 11 guys to know what they're doing and it seems more often than not right there's just utter confusion and and it leads me to when is god i can't i can't believe i'm actually going to say this when is joe judge going to start calling plays he's not why not i i just there's not a good reason that's a rhetorical question there's not a good answer to why not is oh because he's going to be worse than Matt Patricia? I don't know that. What is? How is it going to be worse? What, you, you know what? Worse than what it, this offense is right now? Zero points. Do you want to
2: know why I'm not going to let Joe Judge call plays, please, or I don't want please him please to? Tell me because I don't know if you watched that Giants team that he coached. No, and I they did. decided I, I'm to I'm uh, QB sneak on what was at third and five from their own seven because he didn't want to punt. Out I think it was worse head than head that.
3: Head. I think it was like third and twelve from their own like one or something. It I Might have have.
2: something like that. Regardless, I, it's it's this weird. Uh, I don't know. It, it I guess it can't get any worse. I Mutt was Mutt had what brought this he, up to me last night too for? uh on his show uh when I when I popped on with him. He had mentioned that he he thinks that Joe Judge could eventually be calling plays at some point uh here in the future, but I'm not I don't know. I'm not 100% sure that he's just going to stop with Patricia in the middle of a season. That's kind of well, where I'm at.
4: If Bill Belichick, historically, what we know about Bill Belichick, he doesn't have a lot of tolerance for error repeaters. And how could anybody, if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over? Well, sure, again, you say w- that, but who? What coach has he fired? No, no, I'm not saying. Co- I'm t- I'm just talking from a, just a general football stance. If you fumble the ball, you're going to sit down. If you mouth off to the media, you're going to sit down. If you can't do your job. I am going to find somebody that will do their job. Unless you are Trent
3: Brown,
2: unless or you're Trent your
4: Cam- Cam- Accord last year couldn't do his job, the special teams unit
2: stunk last year. And who came back? Cam-accord, trying what? to right back out this year. Like I, I, again, I, I agree with you when it comes to the players, but when it comes to the coaches, Belichick doesn't. He doesn't fire guys. You know, what? I, can you I, name a coach that he's fired?
4: I'm going to flip on what I just said because as I'm saying it, <laughs> I'm like it doesn't make any sense because those days are done. They're over. The idea—and oh, I I really am starting to question, you know, totally baseless, but whatever. I am questioning, like, the commitment to this team right now. Yeah, it's kind And I understand wild. the circumstances being what they are. I'm sure these guys are, like, actually trying. Like, they're just not like, oh, let's roll the balls out here and do, like, a, a really awful game plan. Like, I'm sure they actually are trying, and it's just not working. But at what point do you go— Something needs to change. When is the come to Jesus moment? The mutiny has begun. The idea that we're hearing Mac Jones, who, again, yes, not blameless, is the only guy I actually hear taking fault. And I don't know how much of it he should be taking, but he's the only person that seems to be willing to stand in front of the media right now and answer the questions that are being asked of him. Kendrick Bourne, who ended up in Matt Patricia's doghouse, which is a laughable statement, is, is another one that's just popping off going, what are we doing? There, there's no reason to be doing this. The idea that we're hearing any of this right now means the good times are over for this team. The whole idea, oh, Bill doesn't tolerate error repeaters. Maybe he does. Maybe he is willing, he's taking a softer approach. Don't worry, you're going to get it next time. You buck up there, champ. You're going to get him there, Matty P. Maybe at this point he is willing to just go through this because what is the alternative? Well, there I were still plenty, think Joe no Judge makes make sense. sense. So it, it can, I really don't believe it can't be worse. The bigger Zero issue. points is what's worse. The bigger issue is
2: is I don't think that it's a softer attitude. I think it's him being a curmudgeon old, stuck-in-his-way, uh, outdated kind of coach because you look at it, going into this season, there were a lot of people that screamed, what are we doing? Making Matt Patricia the offensive play caller. What are we doing? Making Joe Judge the quarterback's coach and and like the secondary play caller. What are we doing? Why are these guys here? They've never called offensive plays before. They they stunk at their jobs elsewhere. Why are they doing this? You had options. You could have promoted from within with Nick Kaylee. You could have prevented Mick Lombardi from going to Vegas and made him your offensive coordinator. You could have gone and got Bill O'Brien, but no, I don't want to ruin my relationship with Nick Saban. I won't do that. And then you could have gone outside the organization and found a smart, intelligent, offensive mind that seemed to be popping up all over the place right now in the NFL and been like, hey, come call plays for me this year. I want to give you an opportunity. But Bill Belichick will never hire from outside the tree. So he won't go do that either. So it's him being just just stuck in his ways and unable to change and accommodate to what he needs to do. Because he refuses to it. Instead, he's like, mm, "I'm going to bring back my cronies, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They'll do what I tell them to do. They'll be fine. They're smart guys. He was a rocket scientist. He can call offensive plays. Pfft, can't do that. Like, ultimately, it's a Bill
4: Belichick thing. It's not anything else. Well, so again, stuck in his ways insinuates that he would not allow this to continue, and that's where no, I, he would. I, I, I scratch my head. And he's qu-
2: trustworthy to his buddies. He's always been like." He, he 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 doesn't fire coaches like when again name a coach he gets fired. I think the only one he has like let go might have been uh Googs the offensive line coach uh when Scar originally left but then he brought Scar back. Mm, brought so that back. was
3: cuz he wouldn't get vaccinated, right? Uh, oh no no, no you you're, oh, you're, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the uh the, Popovich. yeah no yeah Popovich. You're yeah.
2: thinking of a different guy. So uh, this was years ago now. Yeah, no, Googs
4: was the 15. He was the 15 yes, guy.
2: Exactly. And so uh, like outside of him I don't think Bill Belichick has ever but fired a coach.
4: A, you're not Firing Matt Patricia. You're... Okay,
2: relocating him. Either way, he won't do it. He's too, like, trust. He, he, he likes no, his guys too I, I,
3: I, could, I could see him moving Matt Patricia, having Matt Patricia no longer be the offensive play caller. That could happen. I don't think he'll fire him from the organization. But, like, who's going to step
2: in? Joe Judge? It's the same thing. It's the exact no, same no, thing. No, no, I'm
3: not saying right now. I, I I just mean, like, in the future. For, like, I don't think I, there's no chance they go into next season with Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller.
2: I, I would th- bet. I would bet dollars to donuts that it's Matt Patricia or Joe Judge calling plays next year because Belichick said before the season started one of the reason or one of the reasons you don't go get somebody else like uh, uh Bill O'Brien is because they'll probably be gone in a year because clearly he wants a head coaching gig again in the NFL preferably he'd be gone in a year if the Patriots were any good mm-hmm. and then you have to get another offensive coordinator okay and so Bill he's gone wants, in a year Bill wants yeah but okay. Bill wants continuity which is why he brings in Matt Patricia and Matt Patricia will be here as long as Bill wants
4: him here. Well, the, and, the continuity the continuity can't work, and the whole idea that they're not going to do something. And I'm, I'm not saying that that it's what you're saying. The idea that they wouldn't do something because they're going to lose a guy in a year is crap. Absolute crap. You still have to get through that season first, don't you? Sure, but so at the same time, maybe have with a, a good offense and then figure it out when it happens instead of not doing something because of what could happen.
2: Yeah, in my opinion, you could have just promoted Nick Kaylee or kept Mick Lombardi and none of this would have been an issue.
4: It feels like August.
2: 617 779 7937 right here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. This is the producer show. We'll be right back. Producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. Chris Shine, John, Anderson, Ryan Garvin here. Got you for the last few minutes or so before we seed uh, way to uh, Ken and Curtis uh, as they uh, broadcast sport, live sports today.
3: Shine, huh? Hey man, couple of sports, I couple of sports balls happening. Yeah, it is. Spo- I sports Got, pop wonder- later, got about like Tom.
2: five minutes left, so I got I got to get this out there. Team USA the today in the World Cup at ten o'clock. Uh, Joe, uh, there's actually never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, World Cup today. I'm so excited uh, for Team USA. This is a very winnable game. Currently, they're three, like, three and a half to one underdogs uh, in this game. But
3: I, I think they're a good bet. Flu ripping through the Netherlands locker room, though. It, wait, is there really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't you see this. you not hear about this? No. I didn't hear about
2: this. I didn't hear about this. Yeah.
3: Oh, this is great news. Oh. Sean <laughs> so, oh, was like, oh, oh they got I'm the, the no. flu?
2: <laughs> that's why the so Illness? USA...
3: Illness?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Netherlands have actually moved I just to plus saw, money. I just saw money dollar money. Oh, signs
3: why. in your eye when I said yeah, that. Yeah, I'm
4: really excited. I also have the Team, team USA. You, you team saw total? that, too? That's that, Sean, I get that looked that bud. No, it's fine. They might just be They
3: were blaming the air conditioners in Qatar.
2: This is great uh, because I also have the USA team total over one and a half at three to one. I think that's a very valuable bet. The Netherlands are an offensive team that don't play great defense, whereas United States are probably one of the better defensive teams in the entire tournament. So they're going to have an opportunity for counterattacks and uh, and scoring opportunities. To be honest, I kind of expect. I kind of expect, like, a 2-1 finish USA on top. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where my head's at right now. Um, and uh, the good news for people like Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I know you're not a big soccer guy. Um, no, not, not really. No. I know you're, but you're also, to your credit, you're also a, you like what you like guys. so I respect that about you. I do like uh, what I like. And so. Iron lung or whatever. Uh, white lung. Come white on, lung, sorry. And uh, so. So one of the cool things about this part of the tournament is it's the knockout stage, which means there has to be a winner. This is no oh, longer a group stage. So you people who are bitching about there only being uh, there being too many ties, no more ties. If it's a draw after ninety minutes uh, and uh, an overtime period, then you also you get a shootout, and shootouts
4: are some of the. Uh, Best drama filled moment of the World Cup. See, that's so interesting because like hockey hockey used to do the tie and I, I always thought it was dumb. And then they decided, well, we'll do the shootout in the regular season. I do they are they're really gonna do that in the World Cup? They're gonna have something like like every like, time a home run derby well, to, it's to determine. A, it's who... a shootout.
2: It's a fair it's a one on one, you and the goalie. Um it's an all star game gimmick. No, so in soccer it's not. In soccer oh, okay. it's it's this is how you finish every tournament. There's no like just continuous overtime periods because no I think, sudden death. Because there's only you only get a certain amount of substitutes in soccer. So in this World Cup in particular, you get five substitutes. If you use up all your subs, you have no more. And guys will just literally have to keep playing and eventually you'd
4: probably just yeah, kill so, somebody. So, or eventually, so change the rule then.
2: Or, or someone
4: gets too tired. So instead you That's the shootout. kind of radical thinking I want to hear, John Anderson. Change the rule.
2: See, shootouts are good, though, for the United States. Matt Turner, one of the best shootout goalies in the tournament. Oh, this helps so, This helps
4: the country? Yes.
2: this is great the playoffs well, last I, year, too. I do All like John. helping
4: our country. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes things happen. The Patriots lost to the Giants not once but twice. Things happen, John. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for this game. I hope everybody watches. They'll kick off are you at watching? 10 o'clock. Hitting a pub? Uh, no, I will be at home with a beer in my hand. Don't okay. get me wrong. I got my stein already cleaned, ready to go. Uh, you got a
3: boot ready to go? Yep, I got beer a well, boot.
2: No, it's actually like a like a ceramic stein. It's really nice. Oh, nice. Uh, love it, and uh, gonna have a nice Don't drop d- it. Nice beverage. I have my beverage picked out in the fridge, ready to go. So I am uh, I'm
4: locked and loaded so how, for this how, game. How many you know? Not that I'm like rooting for the end, but yeah. how, how many more weeks of this do we have to sit there? Weeks?
2: Uh, I think only a Are couple. Days? Nothing crazy. Only a
4: couple more weeks. So there's
2: only technically. So the USA is technically four wins
4: away. Okay, if from the finals, basically. From, so oh, from the fi- not from we're the world cup. In the, cup, we're in the, the there's,
2: there are sixteen teams left right now, so we're uh-huh. in sixteen teams then quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. So we are uh, a mere probably like two weeks away. I would say. How do they do that? Like before best, Christmas, best, will be best done. of
4: three finals, best of five. Nope. One game. One game. Never like ends. Super Bowl. One game. Did, will that end in a shootout? It also? would end in a oh shootout. God, yes. Gracious. What are we doing?
2: No, it's tremendous. It, it sounds cartoonish. The, the pressure on a shoot uh, in a shootout is. Uh, unlike anything it's it is See, shit, I had heard that playoff
4: hockey wasn't like anything, but now I'm expected to believe that World Cup playoff shootouts. Playoff hockey just
3: keeps going, though.
4: Playoff hockey also. I, isn't that, does hand it, hand
3: I think that works better for right. hockey than it would for
4: soccer. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: it does. Because, again, you can constantly make subs. You can come in and off the ice. Oh, so these it's guys just
4: crawling across the pitch <laughs> because they're so tired. <laughs> Moving I know, with they their, look their head. Like the uh, You touched it with your hand. I The lactic acid buildup in my legs, I can't overcome <laughs> it. They look like
3: the Bills against the Dolphins in uh, Week 3. Steph Diggs and Gabe Davis were just crawling down the field. They couldn't walk anymore. Fun
2: note as well. If the United States wins and somehow Australia is able to upset Argentina, it will be the first time ever in a World Cup that two teams will meet where they both call it soccer and not football. So we root root for Australia at 11 to 1.
3: There we go. (laughs)
2: This has been the W E E I producer show right here on uh, Boston Sports Original. Thank you, John Anderson, Ryan Garvin. Thank You're you all welcome, for oh, listening.
4: Thank
2: you. Uh, we will be Good back time. here next Saturday, eight a.m. Just like every Saturday. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Ken and Curtis are up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you.